Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Listen, I'm thrilled. I'm honored to have this guy on. Of course, he's an actor. He's an executive producer. He's a guy who's got a voice that's very powerful in a very positive way. It's Kirk Cameron. Kirk, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, Joe. Great to see you, too. Uh, a, yeah, fa- uh, great. a fan of you, you know, of course, you know, Growing Pains, a fan of Alan Thick and his music. A lot of people didn't know he was a musician, very good singer, a jazz guy. That's right, that's right. Um, and uh, it just, we loved the show. It really was quintessential of what was going on in this country in that day and age where he just sort of started staying at home, whereas the mom would go out and, and go to work. That was a very different look uh, in this country, yet still, family values mattered, um, you know, going through the stages of life mattered, and now in your adult life, you know, certainly a bit removed, a lot removed from growing pains, you're doing the same thing. You're bringing sort of a value message in everything you do, and, and you stand up for that. The reason I said all that, Kirk, is because I want to ask you this. Was it a hard decision to stay true to who you are, values-wise and faith-wise, knowing that in Hollywood you might have done even more things had you not? I I think that's a good question. And to be fair, uh, you know, I'm grateful for Growing Pains. Uh, It's because of Growing Pains that I met my wife, that that, that we're even talking right now, and the projects that I've I've been been a part of. Uh, I don't ever feel like I walked away from a Hollywood career, uh, as we might think of it. I actually have continued to pursue projects that I'm passionate about. Yeah. And my sensibilities changed around 17, 18 years old. And I wanted to be a part of projects that I believed in and that had a had faith and values at the heart of them. And so whether it was the movie Fireproof about marriage um, or it's this movie that we're uh, releasing this weekend called Life Mark, which is about the value of life and the beauty of adoption. Those are the kinds of projects that I love. And uh, as long as God keeps opening the doors for those things, I'm going to keep walking through them. Go and check out the movie. It premieres uh, tonight. You're at the premiere, but it's going to go nationwide on the 9th. It's called Life Mark. Go to lifemarkmovie.com to find out more. Right. I may not have framed the question right, and I want to make sure that I do. You are successful, and you, you've done amazing things. More than 99.9% of anybody who would like to be an actor will ever do. But the, the question really is, you were still successful even though you stood true to who you are. And that's not easy to do. Was there a point of reckoning with yourself where you said, either I can let people know what my, what my faith based is, my, my Christianity and how yeah. important it is to me, um, and continue to do this job fearing that I might lose jobs because of it, or uh, do, do I just stay quiet about it and just ride the Hollywood ray, uh, uh, the, the wave? And the reason I ask it is because you still are very, very successful, and we all know about your faith, which I think is beautiful. Well, I appreciate all of that encouragement. And yes, there are times where you're having to weigh things. You have, yeah. You're wondering, what are the consequences of my choices and my decisions and my associations? Uh, I think there just came a point for me, and, and thankfully, it was when I was young, I was only 17 years old, where um, it became clear to me that I've got one life to live. Uh, I was an atheist at the time, but somebody took me to church and I heard a message that really captivated me. And it got me thinking about the fact that uh, if there is a God and I meet him one day, I want to be able to um, have lived a life that said thank you for all the the good things, the blessings that he's given me. Right. So um, at the end of the day, I'm not living to get an Academy Award. I know that I am actually living for an audience of one person. And uh, it's the one that gives me breath. It's the one that wakes me up uh, in the morning, keeps my heart beating at night, gave me my wife and my kids. And and so I want to be a part of projects that are are at the center of his heart. 
And if I can keep my focus there, I think that I can live a life that uh, is worth something. And uh, just super grateful to be working with good people on good projects. And uh, it. it comes at a cost, but I think the alternative comes at a greater cost. And that's the cost of uh, the sacrifice of your character and your soul. Yeah, it, it, great. Very, very well said. You know, I talked to Christy Swanson, who's a friend, and Kevin Sorbo, and they've gone through the same sort of reckoning. Either I'm going to do what I believe is right in the eyes of God and for my family and my community, or I'm going to roll over and, and get the jobs that maybe I'm missing because I've talked about my faith. They've done what you've done, and they've said, this is who I am. Take me for, for the talents that, that I was gifted by God and let me use them to spread a message or don't. And I'll go somewhere else and do it there. I love that perspective. It's Kirk Cameron. Go uh, to LifeMarkMovie.com. LifeMarkMovie.com. You probably don't know this about me. I've adopted two kids, one from China, one from here, one from, from family. And um, adoption is very, very close to my heart. And when you say the word adoption in the context of abortion in that argument, people will yell and scream in your face. This movie, the trailer that I've seen, I didn't see the movie yet, but I hope to, um, shows me that there is compassion about making a good decision in adopting out a child, giving a child up that you, you don't think you can handle, not just getting rid of it and exterminating it because it makes your life easier. And then that child eventually will come to, to a point of, of decision-making as well, and that point is... The birth mother reached out. Just take me from there if you don't mind, because I think people will be very interested in seeing this movie. Yeah, I first learned about this story, which is a true story, from a short documentary film called I Lived on Parker Avenue. So I watched this movie, and it just so gripped my heart. I was uh, weeping as I watched this story of an 18-year-old girl who decided at the last moment to choose love for her baby and place him up for adoption rather than aborting him. And he was adopted by a very loving family. By the time he was 19 years old, he had a chance to meet his biological mother. And she wondered if he hated her. And uh, the opposite was true. Uh, He actually wrapped her up in this loving hug and embrace and said, thank you. Thank you for my life. Uh, I love my family. And in real life, Uh, Both of them are now traveling the country, sharing their message, and the young man is now in his mid-20s, he's happily married, and he's an adoption lawyer helping other families to adopt children into their family. So when I saw that, I knew that this had to be turned into a real movie, uh, A, because the timing of it is perfect. Uh, We need something like this in our country to bring people together over a, a tender topic like an unplanned pregnancy. And my family was brought together through adoption and that four of our six children are adopted and my wife is also an adopted child. Wow. So uh, I am forever grateful for those people who chose to love and give life to their babies. The movie is called Life Mark. I want you to go and see it. It comes out on September 9th. The premiere is tonight. You're in Washington for that, which is great. The woman makes a decision, which is a great decision, a positive decision that, that has a wave of positive reaction because of this kid, because of this man's life now. He's not a kid anymore. Um, at the same time, he has to, to really make a decision, do I want to meet her? And it's interesting that he would consider any hate or animosity between the two of them, um, or she would consider hate or animosity when she literally gave him life. He doesn't exist without her. But in the, in the clip that I saw, there was trepidation on his end about how she's reached out, she's contacted me. I'm not really sure how to take that. I'm nervous about it. So, so how, do you, how do you bring forth in the movie the, the, the emotions both have to be feeling at the same time? Yeah. 
one of the great things about the movie Life Mark is that it is based on a true story. So everything that you see in the movie, from the humor to the 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 heart gripping emotional scenes to all of the action, the skydiving, the cliff jumping, the ATV racing, it all happened in real life. And we just had to tell the story. Uh, as an adoptive father, I understand some of those difficult moments. In the movie, my son David is wrestling with whether or not to connect and meet his biological mother, which yeah. is understandable. He doesn't want to upset or offend his adoptive mom and dad, who he loves with all of his heart, but they're supporting him. And uh, I have the privilege of, of in that scene saying, son, God gave you to your mom and me as a gift. There's nothing that will ever change that. And we support you no matter what decision uh, you make. And when you see what happens in this movie and then you know that it really happened in real life, you realize that every life is precious. Um, it's not something to be thrown away uh, in those difficult decisions. There is more than just one life at stake. There's more than just one person's decision to make. There is uh, the birth mother and there's the birth father. There's the life of the child to consider. And uh, the compassionate thing to do is also remember that there are thousands and thousands of couples who long to have children and start a family but are unable to do that. And when we look through the lens of love at a difficult situation and consider all parties' perspectives, I think we'll find that adoption is a loving solution to a difficult situation. And LifeMark puts that on display uh, with heart and humor, and there's something in there for everybody to see, and I hope they'll go see it this weekend. Uh, Kirk Cameron, the executive producer and actor in the movie LifeMark. Go to LifeMarkMovie.com. See the trailer there. You'll see why you have to go and see it. Uh, Kirk, this is the exact right response to those yelling about women's reproductive health care, women's uh, reproductive rights. Uh, it's just a glob of cells. It's not really a person. We know that it's a person because we're not, you know, we're not, we're not making fish inside of us. The uh, women are carrying real human beings. Um, and, and again, there's a split second moment where, where a woman decides what she's going to do. And the media, by and large, big media, big Hollywood, big tech, you know, big sports, big fill in the blank, big academia, all is going on and on about how it's your choice, it's your right, no man can tell you what to do, get rid of it, what's the problem? Something like this is the proper response. And I think that you understand the weight that, uh, of this, although, again, the movie's very uplifting, not that it's a very heavy, weighty movie. But having said that, is that why this was that important? Because of this loud barking from the other side, yelling at women, get rid of it, don't worry about it, it's not a thing, it's going to slow down your life, economically you can't handle it, this is your choice, what man should tell you? Is that why this was that important for you to do? Well, Joe, one of the amazing things about the timing of all of this is that we started making Life Mark in 2019. Oh, wow. And the release from the, of this movie was delayed due to the COVID pandemic shutdowns. All right. There were no movies in the theaters. Uh, everything was delayed. We had no idea that in our lifetime, Roe versus Wade would be overturned. And only weeks after that landmark Supreme Court decision, here comes a movie that is providentially opening in theaters, wow. celebrating the value of life in the womb and the beauty of adoption. So this is something that I believe is at the center of God's heart, not just our heart. Um, and it's a true story. So it has all the credibility in the world. We didn't make any of it up or add anything that was not in uh, the lives of the people who were really in the movie. So uh, I think God has his signature all over this. Yeah. And people are going to leave with their hearts full 
They're going to laugh right after they've been crying and uh, they're going to be thrilled and encouraged. And I hope people take all their friends and family to see it. We're just telling people go to lifemarkmovie.com. You can watch the trailer there. You can get all sorts of information about adoption uh, and you can reserve your tickets early. Well, this was divine intervention, Kirk. Come on. I mean, you just said that. I mean, obviously, God knew that it was going to be overturned. Obviously, God knew that it was a bad move. And and, uh, you got some sort of divine direction to do something you didn't know would be so impactful. It was going to be impactful anyway, even if Roe weren't overturned. But now that it is, this really is going to open some eyes, I think. Do you find, like I do, that a lot of people who say out loud that they're pro-choice quietly really are against abortion and they're afraid to say so because they don't want to be canceled? Peer pressure is very difficult. Nobody yeah. wants to be uh, caught in the crosshairs in a, in a cancel culture like ours. But I think deep down, every single one of us knows that we're grateful to be alive. I think it was uh, uh, maybe President Ronald Reagan who said, um, you know, I, I can't help but notice that everyone who is pro-choice has already been born. That's true. Uh, life is the very first gift that we must embrace or else we have no rights without life. And I, for one, as a father, am grateful for those who recognize that and gave the opportunity for their children that they could not raise uh, to have a life because they've become my sons and daughters. Yeah. They've become uh, the, the beautiful woman that I'm married to. And I think when people see life, Mark, uh, they're going to leave with a new perception, a new perspective on adoption. And uh, they're going to want to tell all their friends that they've got to see this inspiring movie. Comes out in two days on September 9th. The premiere is tonight. Uh, go and see LifeMark. Go to LifeMarkMovie.com. Check out the trailer. It's Kirk Cameron. Kirk, one, one last question. Well, when it comes to adoption, the one question that some people who are adoptive parents have is if the natural born parent shows back up in my child's life, will that somehow lessen my role? You've already sort of related to that uh, in that one scene where you're talking to your adopted son, you know, don't worry, we love you, you're a gift by God. But I think that some might not be as as firm of backbone as as you are, as the character in the movie and as you are in real life. What would you say to an adoptive parent who is apprehensive about letting a birth parent in? I would say that you know, there are no guarantees in life. Things are not always going to come up roses and uh, nothing good is is easy. Usually yeah. marriage is, is is sacred. It is precious, but it's not easy. It's right. a school where you learn how to uh, die to yourself. You learn forgiveness. You learn how to serve someone and consider them more important than yourself. And having children and raising a family, whether that's through natural born processes or whether it's through adoption, uh, is not easy, but it's worth it because human life is worth it. And uh, as we as we learn to adapt and as we learn to trust God, we grow in faith, in hope, in character, in patience. And, and those are the kinds of people that uh, we want to be around and that we want to become. So I would say, trust God, put one step in front of the other, have faith. And remember, um, we're not here to be served. We are here to serve. Yeah. And there are children out there who are longing for parents. So if God's placed it on your heart to adopt, I would wholeheartedly recommend that you walk down that path. And uh, one of the cool things about Life Mark is that uh, if you see it in the movie theaters, after the, the movie is finished, me and the producers come back onto the screen and have a conversation with the audience oh, nice. right there in the theater to give you resources and counseling. We've partnered with ministries so that if you're interested in adoption, um, uh, if you're interested in learning more, uh, we've got people for you to contact that will help you walk down that road. 
Actor, executive producer, Kirk Cameron. The movie is Life Mark. Go to lifemarkmovie.com. It's going to be in theaters nationwide in a couple of days. It premieres tonight in Washington. Thanks a million for the decades of joy that you brought us, Kirk. And thank you so much for doing movies like this. And please do me a favor and come back on. Thanks so much, Joe. Keep up the great work. All right. We appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you. I appreciate you stopping by. A lot of people asking, is it, what's the name of the, it's lifemark, L-I-F-E-M-A-R-K.com. Go there. You can watch the trailer to Kirk Cameron's new movie called Life Mark, and I can't wait to see it. The trailer's awesome. Go check out the trailer right now. I've got time for a quick dumb story here, and I do consider this a dumb story, because I'm not sure even why you cover this story, but uh, on Yahoo News, Chinese Harvard student decides not to learn English anymore. A, why do I care? B, why are you studying at Harvard, which is a university in an English-speaking country, if you don't want to learn English? I'm not not sure I understand. But for some reason, this is an important story. A video of a Chinese Harvard student explaining why she's decided to stop trying to learn English has gone viral on Bilibili, Bilibili, Bilabala, I don't know what that is. The uh, video uploaded on Thursday, 24-year-old Tatala, which doesn't sound like a Chinese name to me, shared her reasons behind why she no longer wishes to learn English. The video was submitted as an assignment for a Harvard language and equity course. Can you believe an equity course at Harvard? Can we stop, please? Tatala, Tatala, I'm not sure how she says it, uh, explains that she's always been a good student when studying English. However, she never felt satisfied and her confidence has wavered throughout the journey of learning that language. She provides several examples of when she felt that English had affected her confidence in school. According to Tatala, During primary school, she was given the English name Wency by her American teacher, which she often found difficult to pronounce due to her northern Chinese dialect. She would pronounce it Wency or Vency instead of Wency, despite her teacher correcting Tatala on multiple occasions. So I said, yes, sir, thanks for your instruction, and I went home practicing Wency a hundred times. A, why did anybody even report this story? And B, who cares? Go back to China. I mean, it's kind of simple. If I go and live in China and I'm studying in China, I sure as hell am going to learn Chinese. Dumb story. Dumb story of the day. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pegg Show.